minutes 38 remaining. Troy lead by 10 points. It's Fremantle's game yeah. to lose here. Sandalands the big fist. Oh, look at that. Deal. Are you so somehow. <laughs> And welcome to another episode, Matt. How are you? Uh, well, mate. I think um, last week I actually gave you uh, lung aids through the through the podcast. So this week you're a bit sick, I hear. Oh, I've caught the uh, sickness over the over the phone from last week. Not feeling down 100%. with down with the sickness, as I they know. say. There might be a bit of sniffling throughout the. Uh, oh, well, you know I like a few a little sniff when the doctors get a little sniff. We'll talk about that during the first segment. Oh, well, see, well, we've got a big episode planned. You've written it up. We've got the, we've got the planner here. We've got to go through the game. Um, somewhat disappointing, but we'll go through the good and the bad with that. we got, what have we got? MRP, a bit of punting quiz. We've got some questions that we stole from Purple Rain. Yeah. Well, I, I feel like they were for us just like they just posted on the Purple Rain. Mate, they got a lot of posts. We've got a few, a few shout-outs to make. A bunch of shout-outs for our number one and two ticket holders. Yeah, exactly. Oh, you know what? Let's just shout them out right now. So, uh, Chris Spencer and uh, Cam Whiteford, boys, we love having you. And um, give, give us messages and stuff through the Facebook and we'll answer all your questions. Any questions. Or just give us comments. Sort of like last week. Just talk about beers and stuff. Oh, any Give stadium. Us, all right, let's put this out there. Cam Whitefoot and Chris Spencer, tell us your favourite stadium Dockers beer story. <laughs> <laughs> Please make it statement form, not a question. We, yeah. we prefer beer statements. We'll just do brief feedback at the end. Yeah. <laughs> All right, should we go into the match? Moving right along, you want to give us the scoreline? Yeah, I do. Uh, so, unfortunately, we went down. Uh, GWS scored 11-16-82, so we let off the hook a little bit. 7-9-51 we scored mm. out in Canberra, which I've watched a game there with with, uh, with Ducky one year. There's actually a photo of us. It was GWS versus Gold Coast probably in 2012 or 13 yeah. or something. Um, so back when they were both pretty junk and, uh, we were sitting cause it's pretty much like a waffle ground. Like there's only one level the whole way around and we were, we were sitting there and we, everyone stood up cause it was the Anzac weekend and the cameras panned around and all they could see was Ducky wearing this big Calvin Johnson Megatron, uh, who is a NFX NFL player, uh, Guernsey. And that was, uh, pre diet duck as well. So he was a big man. Um, there's a few good photos, like my old man took a photo of the TV and was like, I'm pretty sure that's Ducky. <laughs> it was good. Well, that was a good. That was a good weekend with Ducky, actually. Back then, and even, it seems weird, like, watching the game. When I was watching it, it was bizarre, because such a small stadium, um, windy, not many people. It was awkward to watch, and luckily the game didn't start, like, an hour or two later when that rain hit, because it bucketed down towards the end. But yeah. it was. it's an odd... To watch those, they have the games in Darwin as well that are also kind of odd to watch. They just yeah. they seem a bit different, don't they? They lack like the intensity and the and the crowd and the following. Um, yeah, I feel different. like those are the games that if any game is going to be affected by weather, it's going to be the the Tassie oh. game and it's going to be the Canberra game. And lo and behold, there was a 
like a howling swirly breeze, making Frio skills look worse than they normally yep. do. Uh, but both teams look pretty bad, actually. Um, a few of the stats I thought were really good. So a few that I've highlighted. GWS had 53 inside 50s and Freo had 56. Mm-hmm. So it's about the same as we had last week when we kicked over 100 points, which just shows how much more terribly we used the ball going inside 50. And we'll get to that in a sec, in the bad. Uh, we won the clearances 40 to 28. Yep. And we pretty much broke even in the tackles, which is a huge improvement. Um, 56 we got and they got 60. So... Um, Stats-wise, the game actually looked okay on our behalf. Where we went down (laughs) was kicking to a guy, I think his name's Nick Haynes. It's definitely Haynes. Yeah, Nick Haynes. Kicking to Nick Haynes every time we went inside 50. He had seven intercept marks. I reckon they were all 35 metres out from our goal, kicking to him on nobody or him and three other guys on Ballantyne. I, they need to do. They need. Remember, we talked about the Dockers player leading and someone just filling the space behind to take the mark when the kick goes over their head. Yeah, they I think Haynes him. figured that out, and oh. and, <laughs> and he just went went to where you know he knew we couldn't get the ball. It was yeah. For large parts of the match, we were we were involved. Very good first quarter, um, up and about and having a little sniff. Yeah. Oh, huge sniff. Well, and the thing was, we got a we got a late sniff. I and I am and one. I am a sucker for a late sniff. Oof. If we get a sniff in the fourth quarter in a game that we probably shouldn't win or aren't expected to win, that gets me very aroused. <laughs> I think. Was, um. <laughs> yeah. Go on. Yeah, I just like the start also because of the conditions. It's not like us to adjust skills well. Given yeah, them. and so I was in, into the breeze, yeah. we were we were dominating them. And, and yeah. at one stage, it was 80% efficiency for us and 50% for them. Mm-hmm. So whether that was a bit of a combination of pressure or whatever, uh, I think Lyon summed it up really well. He said, at some stages, we were right in it with a team that's, you know, one of the premiership favourites. And at other stages, we looked a million miles away. And yeah. probably the bit of the second quarter a bit of the third quarter and the very end of the game you know chunks of the game it wasn't all all those quarters we just looked a million miles away and then we turn it on again and we go hang on we can match it to a degree with the with, with this side um but they were just too good like dylan shields really good and coniglio and all those guys yeah, so their list their midfield runs so deep yeah um, um and it's kelly hard and um kelly and um scully out yeah yeah, so uh, Kelly being out helped, obviously. I think he would have been a bit of class on a windy day. I thought our guys, so Stephen Hill racked it up and was really quite good. And then Mundy provided the spark that, you know, we sort of needed in that last quarter. He had yeah. 32 touches, kicked a goal. So Mundy really was the, uh, Mundy and Hill were the catalysts. Neil got 29 touches. I thought he was okay um, without being, you know, Without being one of our best, he was probably in the top six or seven, um, getting a bit of the ball. And the kids were pretty good too. Crowden and, and Banfield were good. Um, Matera looked all right. Chera only had seven touches. And I thought he was probably, you know, used as a, what is he, defensive forward or something? It's like, come Serviceable. on. Serviceable. <laughs> yeah. I think he needs to be just chucked into the midfield and let to run around like Pendlebury maybe. I don't know. What do you reckon? The the ten years hard labour for every Fremantle goal. Just every time it happens again, you know. The, do you remember that one where they turned it over to Neil, 
or like Neil ended up with it, and we had like four guys running into coal. It was literally what we normally see happening to us. Um, and Ballantyne's in the square, Neil's running in, he's about 35 out, he has a shot and misses in the dirty wind. And it's just like, they're the goals that we give up all the time, and even when we get gifted it, we still couldn't kick it. Yeah, that was painful. And then also, when you're not getting the run of the green, things like out-of-bounds decisions don't even go your way, and they result in goals, like terrible oh, decisions. Oh, my like, God, that killed me. Like I, the... I, I'm, I think maybe them that camera angle must make it look something that it's not because there is no way he could have not seen that. He's literally standing. <laughs> he's on top of and the he's looking at it. Like... He almost got kicked. Yeah, and he's like a meter out of bounds. Um, oh look, I think that's just a blatantly wrong decision. Uh, and like the annoying thing is, obviously the players can make decisions, the umpires can make this bad decisions. So there's always going to be a couple of incorrect decisions. The really terrible thing is when they Goal impact a game. They impact the game so much like that. So it's you know that was at the end of the second quarter or something like that, or end of the first yeah. quarter maybe. And it's like, come on, like we need to stamp that out. Like someone has to have gone. No, that was clearly out. Bring it back. Ball up. Like there needs to be this like overriding rule where similar to when they review the goals after they've been kicked and signaled, they can signal it back. Well, you know, it's it's not holding up play, but yeah. Scoring play. Like yeah. The whole play. Similar to rugby. I mean, I don't want it to happen every time because rugby, rugby league, if they do third umpire, they go through the whole play. But it's like, for Christ's sake, that was clear. Like, no one, I reckon no one around anywhere that was watching that game thought that was inbounds. He, he must have missed his whistle or something. Gone to yeah, blow and just hit nothing. Know. And I'm not even angry. Like, uh, like it's not like I will think that lost us the game. It's just that it's really worrying that you can get a blatant decision like that again. And BT, I wish BT, I wish it was prime time if BT was there because he would have, around. he would have lost the plot. It would have been great. Um, <laughs> a few other things. I reckon the wind for general football is just the worst thing that can happen to a game of football. It's like crazy. the rain doesn't make a game of football bad; it just simplifies it. And you can have cracking games of wet footy. The grand finals can be wet and they can be cracking, but the wind just ruins footy, doesn't it? That was cra- as well. Same with the stadium being so small; they are literally in a paddock. Like that is just swirling around. Yeah, sending the they're football just, at angles. They're just at the. Um, absolute whim of any weather changes, aren't they? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. In the in the end, I think last week we said if we get within twenty to thirty points, yep. you know, we're pretty happy. Um, we had a sniff in the last quarter, which I think was one of our KPIs. I think that's one of our KPIs every week. The sniff in the last quarter is key. Um, so overall, whatever, I think yeah. we did all right. We did all right. We could have been blown away war, but we could have done lots better. So, in the end, it's probably reflective of where we're at. Yeah, I think I'm not too disappointed. Did you want to Did you want to move on? Mm, yes. <laughs> we could talk all day about that. <laughs> I was going in and out of the game a bit because I had a few bets on some ponies. I had the ponies running that day, and I was running pretty hot. So, I Hang on. Can we go through this? So, at the end of the day, when we're talking about all the things we're disappointed about about the Dockers game on our Dockers thread, the Freo Rockets, which uh, Ducky's in and a few other guys, Noobs and uh, Mago and a few some other people. Oh, mate, some some great Dockers supporters. Monkey goes, I'm actually really happy because all my 
all my horse bets got up. I'm up about 200 bucks. <laughs> no, I would be more disappointed, but yeah. the ponies have come in, which is true because I, yeah. I would flick on up. Actually, funny side story, I, I stream the races on onto the TV and it was a, a bet I had on for a couple hundred bucks, like a small bet but worth a fair bit. The internet started... Um, jamming. Oh, no. So, like, I was watching the last 200 metres of this really tight race, like, staggering. So I'm yeah, like, so it would load and then skip like, ahead. And, <laughs> yeah. Two seconds, and I'm, like, just losing my mind. I'm like, no, no. Yeah, not good. Pretty funny. But, yeah, <laughs> anyway, good day. We'll move, we'll move. We'll get to, oh, sorry, we'll get to punting later in the, um, in the episode. Should we jump onto some MRP? Yeah, so I just had one literally just before I called you. Um, there's two I want to bring. Have you got any? Is it just me again? <laughs> I feel like this is just me whinging about But Yeah, you still don't have Fox Hill or anything, do you? No, but I was going to bring up some shark stuff because there's heaps of shark stuff going on at the moment. Oh, down in Margs, yeah. yeah. I, can only, I can only imagine. I heard that guy on the radio, actually. It sounded like a pretty rowdy story. <laughs> Oh, um, and there's like a whale be carcass, and they just find out like they need they need to tell people if they know there's a whale carcass on a beach. Mate, I there's, <laughs> there's like been two people put up videos like from their phones out on boats with sharks around their boats, mm. which is crazy. Not good. Don't go surfing, mate. I'm not. <laughs> um, anyway, so the first one this happened during the week. I'm pretty sure was uh, they were talking to Adam Simpson about the ground at. Um, up the stadium and yeah. like apparently it's on the hard end of the acceptable spectrum and he started saying that yeah it's really hard and he thinks it might have caused a few injuries um, and one that was noted was Venables on the weekend and the article quoted he was side he will be sidelined for up to three months after having his ankle trapped awkwardly in a tackle now I don't know how you blame a hard ground surface mm. on your ankle getting trapped awkwardly in a tackle um, but I think they probably need to harden up a little bit, no pun intended. Um, if the ground's that hard, then everyone would be doing the same injuries. You know, they don't train there that much. Like, get over it, I reckon. I hate it when they look for excuses for injuries when they flog their players to the point of injury and um, then they'll, like, you know, if they get injured, they'll cut them open and just basically try and get them back out there as quick as possible with no player welfare in mind and then they, they'll quickly blame like the ground or you know a soft surface or it was wet or yeah I, I think AFL teams need to take a little bit of responsibility um yeah. the one I heard just before was I think AFL 360 was on I had it on before Ooh. and um oh, who was it I think it might have been King um what's his name the guy the old North Melbourne player oh, yeah. um, David King but he was talking about um Carlton and how like you know everyone's saying they're really bad but he's saying like look Hawthorne were really bad um oh maybe it was Dunstall it's like Hawthorne were really bad in 06 and 07 or whatever and then turned it around like you need to have a little bit of faith in the process and there's going to be pain and then you then you benefit from it anyway he was like Carlton finally have some top-end talent you know they've got Paddy Dow they've got Marchbank they've got these guys I was like hang on a minute didn't they have three number one picks in a row? They had they had Murphy Gibbs Cruiser three years in a row. Um, so yeah, I thought that was pretty ridiculous. Mate, I think I think changes. take a hard look at yourself for that one. They have always had top end talent, and they've yeah, just been terrible. Carlton, are, 
off to a terrible start. Did you see the changes for Carlton this week? Yeah, heaps. Yeah, they are they're binning everyone. Quick, quick shark uh, MRP. There's a large sign on the way out to the surf contest at Margaret River as you go to the intersection of Walcliffe and Caves Road. I'm sure you know the yeah. one out the way on the beach. They have a big sign there with a lot of information on it, where to go, where to get the buses and stuff like that. Yeah. Someone's vandalised it and drawn a massive shark along the length of the sign. The sign's like probably 10 metres long. And then at yeah. the end, instead of doing like a pointy shark head, they've kind of drawn the head of a penis. So it's yeah. like people are calling it the dick shark. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That's not... Mate, we shouldn't review that. That's fine. Play on. It, yeah, well, the Margaret of the Mail put it up for discussion on their Facebook page, so I just thought it was it was a curious one. So there's no... We're not offering no suspension for the dick shark? No, I reckon that's fine. Mate, a lot of weird stuff going on. Heaps of tradie banter about the sharks. Um, I'm sure the tradies have some very good ideas about what to do. <laughs> moving on to more football matters... Did you, want to, did you want to quickly take a few questions that we stole from the Purple Rain? Of course. All right, I'll read the first sensible one that we've got here. <laughs> from Darren Starlow. How, and let me say, um, Purple Rain responded to this, so let me read their response before you comment. How filthy should I be that I lost my money on Frio minus 30 and a half with those dumb GWS junk time goals at the end? And Purple Rain have said gamble responsibly. Yeah, that's Oz to a T. So I actually had Frio um, 31 and a half or 32 and a half. And literally the final point that we kicked was the one that got me over the line. It was treat as well. Um, I was very My happy with that. to sprinkle, sprinkle. You just need to, you need to have bets everywhere. Yeah. Uh, I think you have to wait until the line blows out to the, the highest it can be because those one or two points are often <laughs> crucial. Because obviously I got on a different site or something and got one, one extra point and it made all the difference. Yeah, um, unlucky, but basically, but you know that's gambling. <laughs> that's what you don't get. Don't give big, up. Don't be a quitter. Get, that's what you get with big jobs, mate. Um, and then another guy, Matt BJ, has posted a album cover photo called of a band. It looks like a hair metal band, and it's called Ross the Boss. <laughs> yeah, his, I'm already liking this. His question is. Is Ross too distracted by his upcoming solo album? But the the album covers of four people in a band, so I think it's... Is it the, the Bee Gees or something? The what? No, the Bee Isn't it the Bee, the Bee Gees? The Bee Gees, no. Isn't that what the gag? Oh, there was some weird gag. Yeah, no, I did I did remember saying that one and being very confused. <laughs> did it make any sense to you? A bit, I mean, I, I, I thought... Maybe one of the... Well, I didn't really read the Ross the Boss bit at the start, but I was looking at the drummer and the guitarist thinking maybe one of them looked like Ross Lyons. I was hell confused for a little while till I read the Ross the Boss bit. Yeah. Oh, I don't knows? think he's distracted. I think he's... he's... I think he's very... <laughs> he's uh, in tune. Oh, mate. Um, should we go into punting? Because we both had a mare. Oh, yeah. It's a terrible week for football punting. If it wasn't for... So, punting, hang so... on. Yeah, so hang on. You got on the Gold Coast, who lost by like 80, and I got on the Saints, who lost by like 50. <laughs> I was convinced that St Kilda would get up. Um, so, not good. Who are you going to go this week, mate? I think you you were thinking this Friday night game. Yeah, which you you definitely made some points there, and I think you're right. I, I still don't trust Sydney. Yeah. Um, I think Adelaide will bounce back, and I think them at $3.70. 
is pretty tasty. Um, not the one as confident though. Yeah, the problem with the AFL at the moment is that like a team has a bad week and you're like, yep, sweet, they're crap now. And then they do the bounce back and the team that had a good week previously, you know, has a shit week, like Port and Essendon last week. Yeah. Oh, that, that hurt me. So, I don't know. I'm going to get around the Gold Coast at $2.05 versus Brisbane because I reckon that's a flip of the coin. And yep. for more than 2 bucks, it's probably the safest bet. The Everything else, finally, I have no idea about. <laughs> Gold Coast are almost home. Yeah, well, they're in Brisbane. They're very close. They're 45 minutes, 50 minutes away. Like, I think Melbourne can beat Richmond, though. Like, I think um, Geelong might upset Port Adelaide. Probably not, though. Maybe. Oh, yeah. This this is a nightmare tipping round. Yeah, this might not tip. It's way too frustrating. Yeah, not good. Um, um, all right, mate. So, we have a little quiz. I've made up a little quiz, as we do every week. I think you can have a go next week. Um... This week, my quiz is people that have played a decent amount of games for the Dockers, but have only kicked a couple of goals. Now, it's in uh, ascending order, so the least amount of goals are down the bottom, which gives you a little bit of a clue. I'll tell you the player and how many games, and you've got to guess how many goals they've kicked. Oh, all right? And you should, you should... You should recognise the names. They're all all—they're not like random. They're not like last week's one-gamers one or anything. But the first one is actually a player that played for the Eagles and the Dockers, Trent Carroll. Oh. He ended up playing 33 games for the Dockers. He it would actually, have been in the late 90s times. He is our... He rents a shed off my dad in Margaret yeah, River. Yeah. He's our neighbour. I see him quite oh, often. He makes a kombucha, kombucha drink called Rock. Margaret oh, River. that tea... That tea stuff i don't really like it alex likes it my brother always your brother's a bit of a hippie now yeah it's meant to be very good for you um but he's into into a lot of different herbs these days your brother trent borrows our forklift all the time shout out trent i don't think he listens but still shout out he he did play for the dockers so maybe he gets around him um so (laughs) you can hit you can you can hit him mate you can hit you could hit him with some real trivia next time you see him. You can be like, oh, hey, mate, I don't know how many goals you kick. So he's played 33 games. How many goals do you reckon? Oh, he was 30. generally a backman. Six. One goal. <laughs> One sausage. <laughs> One sausage in three. 33 games. <coughs> Pardon me. <clears throat> All right, next one, who you definitely should remember. He's got a couple of kids running around the AFL at the moment. Uh, Andrew McGovern. Oh, Played 63 games. He was a fullback. <laughs> Three. Two go- two goals. Oh, Not bad. All right, another backman who also played for the Eagles, Greg Harding. 69 games he played. Dinner for two. Thank you very much, Oz. Um, how, many, how many goals? I want to say three. I'm going to go yeah, three. He's kicked three goals. Yeah, it's ascending. They would, have, they would have been some classic Backman goals. All right, next one you'll definitely know, Anthony Jones, Skeletor. Um, he played 83 games for the Dockers, and then he had a very good career with Claremont Tigers as well. Um, do you remember him? He looked like Skeletor. Like he um, was just this. <laughs> I haven't, no, I can't picture him. But can what I can tell up. you is yeah. he, kicked, he kicked six Aussies. No, three goals. <laughs> How many? Three. <laughs> Interestingly, I think he played a bit of forward at Claremont. Like he, when he went to Warfall, he played forward, and he would have kicked a lot of goals. All right, the next one you'll Eight definitely games. remember. You'll definitely remember this guy. I reckon you'll you'll get him from this description. So, 
my favorite, one of my favorite Dennis Cometti descriptions ever was regarding this guy a while ago. And he said, he looks like a startled deer. He was a backman. <laughs> he was like a back pockety type player for the Dockers. Who do you reckon he was? I was going to say Parker. Yeah, Shane Parker. <laughs> yeah. He played 238 games. How many goals do you reckon he kicked? I think I was there at his last game. Oh, man. I want to say three. No, he he kicked 11 goals, apparently. I reckon a few of them must have been pre-season or scratchies or something. You see him all the time on highlight reels where, like, people are running into open goals and he's just behind them, like, diving. Yeah. No. He's he's that sort of player. Um, The startled deer just summed him up. I remember so many games where, for some reason, we gave him kicking out duties and he'd just turn it over in the pocket and they kick a goal. Um, A few times to Richo, too. All right, the final one. Is James Walker, who we mentioned last, well, what last week we looked for, 151 games. Probably had more um, grand final sprint wins than good games. How many goals do you reckon he kicked? 16. <laughs> Spot on. How'd you get that? Did you Google that? No, no, you haven't heard me type. I definitely that. <laughs> oh, that was pretty good. Nice work, mate. Good game. All right, what, 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 <laughs> what do you want to do next week? Not sure what to do for next week quiz, but I'll have to organise it. I really like the Shane Parker one. Um, yeah. Maybe people, at our, our beloved fans who listen could come up with something. Oh, yeah, we do have a couple of number one and number two. I reckon they're jostling for that number one position at the moment. I reckon they're both like one Pit and a half. against each other. Yeah. They both have to come up with a beer story and also a topic. <laughs> All right, should we have a chat about this week? Yeah, I can't wait. Going to be there. It should be an exciting game. The weather in Perth is looking absolutely terrible. So if you put mm. the same game multi on, I would put the kitchen sink on under. On the under, yeah. On the under and like someone weird to kick goals if you're going to go goals or something like that. Yeah, meant to get a lot of rain. Um, so I've got, I got the teams up. And so it's good doing it on Thursday because we actually know who's playing. Um so, Michael Johnson is in brackets rested, uh, i.e. he needs to go. Um, I can't believe we haven't brought that up yet, that he's been binned. Yeah. That should so be a breaking headline for our show. Yeah, we have been, been talking about this for, for a while. And then also Sheridan, Tommy Sheridan is, uh, is omitted. But then we bring back Ed Langdon, which is awesome for a bit of run. And then our man, Talon Jewman. The Jew man is in after a lot of peel games and a, uh, a lot of um, first emergencies. So really good that we've, we're now debuting our fifth player in yeah. five rounds. Five, one per round. That's pretty insane. Yeah, um, crazy. So I don't know. Anyone that says the rebuild isn't happening can eat their hat. Because, um, you know, five players in five rounds is huge considering. Um, but looking forward to it. He's so watching him play on would have been on Easter, Good Friday when I saw him down in Peel when I was back last. He's like a a rangy winger, halfback flank, a bit like young Jono basically. Um, How will that what, that six set up without Jono? Will he take part in it? Yeah, yeah, he should play back. So I mean, like however they name the team in the Thursday team generally isn't how it starts, but surely. Um, Alex Pierce plays the deep role on like a Boyd or someone like that who's come back in. Yeah, and then we've got Hamling back there that can sort of play big, medium or small. 
Um, you know, if the Bont plays forward, we've got Hamling there or Pierce or whatever. And then we've just got like a really quick back line. So Nathan Wilson, Luke Ryan, Brayshaw's been named off halfback flank, but who knows where we play. Langdon's been named off halfback flank. You know, Hill could go there. Um, Dooman can go there. Blakely can go there. So we've got a lot of these like, you know, 20 to, well, Brayshaw's 18, but 20 to 25-year-olds across the halfback who are quick and skillful. It's a very young back line. Yeah, it is. It's good. Um, How it's named at the moment, a back seven, including Dooman, it's averaging... 22 years of age, roughly. So yeah. that's that's pretty exciting. And we've won our last two against the dogs. Mate, we are killing the dogs at the moment. We beat them in their premiership year and yep. then in Pav's last game. And then we beat them for our first win when we thought the world was crumbling <laughs> last yeah. year. <laughs> uh, so, the, you know, hopefully the dogs don't get one back on us, but it's tough we, to we'll know. see. It, the dogs are one of the teams where you're not quite sure yet what they. You bit so I'm a bit sus on them. A little bit worried. Yeah, I um, think the good thing is that they've played some good games already, so we're wary of them now, rather than us being the first good game they play, like against yep. the Bombers, I think, and when they beat the Bombers, like the Bombers just were would have rolled in thinking that here we go. Yep. Um, so now we we can set up properly and take them like a really um, serious team. Um, so our only old guys over 30 are Sandy's 35, Money's about 32, 33, and Ballard's is 31, I think. Mm. And then everyone else, I think the next is Hill, 27. So we've got a young side in. Our average age will drop down again, which is great. Well, I'm pretty excited. I'm tipping that we get up. I'm As am I, mate. I'm hoping we get up by four goals, to be honest. Yeah, four plus. I reckon uh, there's going to be a couple of little sprinkles around on a few same-game multis, mate. And uh, I'm going to be doing them. Over over 24? No, we'll wait and see, mate. I've got plenty of single-dollar bills to throw around at those little multis. I'm, well, I'm looking at... I, I'm really expecting um, possibly Fife to go forward. Like, who are their backs? Their main back is Easton Wood, who's a very athletic player. But, like, if Fife goes back then Easternwood takes him, and then suddenly we've got Tabiner and Walters and all these people on these young kids. Um, you know, I think Fife could do well. So maybe Fife for multiple goals this week. Interesting. All right, mate. Well, on that note... Yeah, it's really to it. you got a big weekend ahead, travelling to Sydney for the football. Going to Sydney to see a few of our mates and uh, to watch Adelaide-Sydney. Um, should be good. And uh, have a few Sydney beers. Watch the game somewhere in Sydney, in Bondi, I think. Um, mate, where my dockers, Gansy, still undecided. <laughs> Don't want to get no stabbed will, or something. No one will know in Sydney or understand. They'll go like, what? Yeah. <laughs> what jersey's that? Why don't you the, cut the sleeves? The Balmoral Dockers? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, no, looking good. All right, mate. Well, enjoy the footy, and I will catch you on the flip side. Thank you for joining us. Good night. Thank you, guys.